0: The second mandate is the master customer record or the unified view of the customer that we're building ground up and powering through our new platform. right? One of the things that organizations inevitably grapple with as they scale is there are these silos that gets created across the critical functions of the organization, sales, marketing, support, onboarding, etc. And when the silos get created, it hits. Customer experience. Customer experience becomes suboptimal, right? And that is the, the million-dollar problem or the billion dollar problem that FreshWorks is trying to solve.
1: Hi, welcome to the Daily Tech Conversation, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors from around the world whose workers are bearing on India. I'm Hariarakli, and today I bring you the fourth episode from a set of conversations that stood out for me and you based on your listenership this year. In this episode, we go back to a conversation from July with Karthik Rajaram, Vice President and Country Head for India and ASEAN at Freshworks. At the time, Freshworks had been recently empaneled as a vendor on India's government e-marketplace and Karthik spoke about the opportunity in the public sector market. He also spoke about his own reasons for joining Freshworks after having worked in multinational companies including Microsoft is mandate to add many more customers in this market, including from among the larger established enterprises. And on the SaaS ecosystem, Karthik highlighted the growing trend of global enterprise software being developed from India. Karthik, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, for a while and uh, Finally, now that you're back here in Bangalore, it's good that it's happening. Um, Just for our audience, uh, maybe you could start with a brief background about your own work. Uh, You've been in multiple very large big tech companies. And uh, so it would be interesting to get a snapshot of what you've uh, done and the path that led you to Freshworks. And we'll go from there. Thanks, Ari.
0: Thanks for having me. It's just great to be here. Uh, At Freshworks, currently I lead the India business. Uh, and I've been in this role for the last couple of years. But prior to that, I was heading up the global SDR, BDR function for the organization. Uh, I'm currently based in Chennai, but uh, uh, I've lived in Bangalore for 10 years. I've worked in companies like Microsoft, Salesforce, Akamai, the usual suspects, for about 12 to 13 years. And I've cut my teeth across various GTM roles. Uh, I started off as a computer science engineer. I worked as a programmer for the first three years and then went on to do my MBA and then got placed in Microsoft, spent about 12 years in Bangalore across three companies, back to Chennai for Freshworks.
1: All right. Uh, I guess at your level, you could have had the pick of your roles. Uh, What attracted you to Freshworks? Uh, What was the challenge and what is the opportunity for you personally? Yeah,
0: I think that's a great question. And me joining Freshworks was in some sense serendipitous. In my earlier organization, we were trying to acquire Freshworks as a customer. Mm. This is five years back. And that was around the time my boss at that point, Sudhath, joined Freshworks as the first chief revenue officer of the company. Okay. And that piqued my interest because having known Sudhath for many years and his love for Bangalore, he moved lock, stock and barrel to Chennai, disrupting, moving his family across. And And that meant that he'd seen something really special. And that, that really got me curious. So I started to have conversations with him, started to read up a lot about Freshworks, went on. YouTube, like most of the Freshworks employees today to understand is vision. And uh, it was very impressive, right? The the vision, the fact that we are playing in a massive TAM and an ever-increasing TAM. The, the intuitive, I dabbled with the products a little bit, understood how super user-friendly and intuitive it was. Uh, and the fact that uh, there is this global software product company getting built out of India was something that really interested me and i knew that we were on to something special and i wanted to jump on the bandwagon uh, and that's how the conversations with with freshworks started and the one thing that really impressed me about freshworks was the fact that while the company was super ambitious it was also super self-aware uh-huh. right because that's being self-aware is extremely critical because that leads to a lot of clarity and that clarity informs strategy and execution right and we offer to allude to this analogy of hunting rabbits and deers and not elephants. And Freshworks was a company, if you kind of trace back, we started off as a company selling into the SMB segment. And over a period of time, we are now selling to kind of selling upmarket into mid-market and, and enterprise. And being very self-aware as to where we are and where we ought to get to becomes critical. And that clarity is something that I, that I really appreciated. And while I went through the process talking to various leaders in the organization, the alignment in terms of what we want to accomplish was very impressive. Mm. And 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 uh, mm. as they say, rest is the tree. I got on the company. And personally for me, uh, this was an opportunity for me to set up something from scratch. So uh, I was hired to set up the global, what we call in the SaaS world, the SDR BDR organization. Mm-hmm. And the company was making this very interesting shift at this point in moving from An SMB, which is largely an online inbound-driven sales motion, to a mid-market and enterprise sales motion, Mm. right? And obviously, the buying dynamics in the mid-market and enterprise is very different from how an SMB company buys. Mm. And that's when I was brought on to set up and scale the global SDR BDR organization. We did that for about two years. We started off, we had a team of about five people when I exited to take on the country head role for Freshworks India. The SDR team had grown to about 210 people globally. Mm. So it was a great opportunity for me to kind of build the playbook for a global function out of India. I've made a ton of list- mistakes, learned a lot along the way, but but I think uh, it's all turned out great for me.
1: Just for the general audience, uh, just expand the acronyms for us. Yes, SDR so, BDR.
0: Yes, SDR stands for Sales Development and BDR stands for Business Development. So that's the function that's responsible for generating opportunities which gets handed over to sales for the sales teams to progress and close.
1: This uh, idea of uh, a company being self-aware, it uh, kind of you know, really made me curious. M- maybe give us one or two examples. Of course, you already alluded to how you guys were always uh, very clear about hunting uh, That's right. yeah, uh, rabbits and uh, n- not sort of the big game, uh, at least at that point. Yeah. Um, so maybe delve into that a yeah, bit and yeah. Because I was thinking that that would mean that uh, being self-aware would mean that you would also have a very clear idea of where you need to invest, where you need to focus, what you need to really walk away from. So so give us a sense of that with a couple of examples. Absolutely. Harry, And
0: you nailed it, right? And this is a story that we talk at Freshworks a lot. Uh, I think around the time I joined, there was this large enterprise company in India that reached out to us, wanted to work with us. Uh, and... That essentially meant that we had to change our complete product roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. And it's tempting as it was, right? Because that could have been a multi-million dollar deal. We took that very conscious call to say a very polite no, right? And obviously, the interesting thing is four years down the line, we went back and acquired and we started we became a customer. But at that point, we had to take that very conscious yet difficult call to say no, because that would mean our entire product roadmap got deal railed just to meet the requirements of this specific organization, mm. right? So uh, at various points in time, we've had to make these tough choices. And, and I, think, uh, I think kudos to Girish and the leadership team. The, the, the clarity on what we want to do, where we want to get to and when mm. helps us and informs us and gives us a framework for making those decisions, right? And, and in hindsight, it has held us in good
1: stead. Over the uh, four odd years that you've been in the company, give us a sense of some of the most important areas that you've worked at uh, within uh, within Freshworks. And you already spoke about expanding the SDR team from literally nothing to plus. Uh, Maybe you can help us understand the significance of that and then also talk about the other important areas where you've been personally involved. Absolutely.
0: No, I think uh, setting up and scaling the SDR-BDR function uh, uh, was just tremendous learning, right? Because at that point in time, company was making a very important shift from selling just to the SMB, but to the mid-market and enterprise, and like I alluded to, the selling motions or the buying motions of these organizations are very different, mm. right? So we had to build this playbook of selling into mid-market and enterprise, right? And that meant right hiring the right kind of people, onboarding people the right way, right? Setting up the processes, setting up the KPIs, etc., etc., right? And we had to set up this global team. We had a large team based in India, but we also had to set up teams in in the US, in region, in Berlin, in UK, and in Sydney. And and I think we did that over the last couple of years. And I think that was great learning. And about two years back, uh, we felt that India is an incredible market that we need to focus on, right? We are just starting to see the explosion of digital transformation happening across the segment, right, and that's when, uh, Giresh and Siddharth said, Hey, I think we got to are just scratching the surface in India. And, and there's just huge potential that we need to capitalize on. And they asked me to take up the mandate of setting up that is laying the foundations for growth and scale for India. And that's how I hopped onto this country head role for India. Mm. Right. And we've done that over the last couple of years, the teams have grown, we've kind acquired companies across segments, across verticals. Uh, and uh, the last couple of years, especially uh, we've been super fortunate to have had front row seats to the kind of innovation that is happening in the ecosystem, right? Starting from the, the MSMEs that are taking their first tentative steps towards digitization mm. uh, to on the other end of the spectrum, we see the digital natives that are innovating at the speed of light, keeping us on our toes, right? Of the hundred and four hundred and five unicorns uh, in the country till date, a large percentage of them work with Freshworks today, right? Uh, Think of the largest fintech, edtech, e-commerce, food tech companies there on our platform. Mm. And we've learned a lot from them uh, because while they're innovating at that speed and while they're pivoting businesses almost pretty much every quarter, that's been incredible learning uh, for us, right? That has kind of helped us evolve uh, to become a very agile organization in that sense.
1: Fair enough. So broadly, uh, you're building out the, the India opportunity. Maybe you could delve into that a little bit more. Today, what do you see as your mandate at Freshworks today? And uh, what are some of the biggest priorities for you where you're personally most engaged? Yeah.
0: So uh, if I have to kind of distill it, Harry, there are broadly three priorities that I look at. One is hiring A players into the organization, mm. right? That is a super critical priority for me. And given the, the, the huge demand for great talent. uh, That's something that we think through very deeply and very passionately about, right? The second mandate is the master customer record or the unified view of the customer that we're building ground up and powering Mm. through our newer platform, right? One of the things that organizations inevitably grapple with as they scale is there are these silos that gets created across the critical functions of the organization. Sales, marketing, support, onboarding, etc. And when the silos get created, it hits customer experience customer experience becomes suboptimal right and that is the the million dollar problem or the billion dollar problem that freshworks is trying to solve by ensuring that we are able to delight make it fast and easy for businesses to delight their customers by ensuring that there is a seamless journey from acquisition to advocacy right we are super excited about it we have made some rapid strides uh, in terms of our releases in, in the recent past, be it our partnership with Shopify or the very recently launched Fresh Chat offering. And that is something that we want to take to market. There is incredible resonance for that unified vision because that's a real pain that customers have today. Mm. right? The various functions are not talking to each other. There is a ton of plumbing that needs to happen between the various functions to make it work. But when you have that one unified view that you give to your employees to engage with customers, then every transaction or every conversation becomes very meaningful, very relevant, and very personalized.
1: Hmm. Uh, You already mentioned that many of the unicorns use uh, Freshworks products. Uh, Maybe uh, give us some examples of the type of companies that are using your products today. uh, And and maybe also talk about what they like about your products and platforms. Um, Some names, the ones that you're allowed to mention. Absolutely.
0: So like I said, we work with Pretty much all the food tech, fintech, ah, uh, tech companies. One quick referenceable name that I can talk about is Dunzo. Mm-hmm. Dunzo has been a customer of ours, and uh, one of the things Dunzo really likes about us and why they partner with us beyond the feature functionality and all of those things is the agility that we bring on the table, right? Mm. Dunzo, as you are well aware, is 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 a high growth organization, right? And the expectation that they have with from partners that they work with is agility, right? And one of the things that they really love about us is the intuitiveness of the platform. Our mission is to empower the end users to power their businesses, right? So end users love us, which means when end users start to use our platform, there's more adoption. When there is more adoption, it automatically means that there is better engagement with their customers and clients. So I think broadly, these
1: are the things that
0: uh, customers of us love about us.
1: Hmm. I know that you're still very focused on uh, relatively smaller uh, companies as customers. Um, uh, In India, what's the sort of roadmap as you go from uh, MSMEs, uh, unicorns, startups to the more established uh, larger corporate groups? Uh, What's that looking like?
0: And Hari, that's a great question because it's been a very organic shift, right? So what's happening is a lot of the digital natives that we talk about in the fintech space especially, Right, are disrupting status quo, they're disrupting the market. So what that has caused or forced some of the traditional players to do is to really understand what companies like these are doing. For example, there are companies like Upstocks and Zeroda and Grow right, mm-hmm. that are disrupting the market, they are acquiring customers, the millennials find those platforms easy to use, etc. And some of the the so-called legacy players in that space are starting to lose market share and they really want to understand what are these companies up to and A lot of times, it turns out that great customer engagement is a competitive differentiator, right? And we are starting to see a lot of interest from organizations like these, the traditional players who want to really understand. They're coming and talking to us to understand what some of these digital natives are doing, right? So it's been a very organic shift in that sense. We're starting to talk to a lot of these larger enterprises, so-called in the traditional sense, and we're starting to see a lot of traction there.
1: Tell us a little bit about uh, the way in which your preparing your company, your teams in in India to get some of these opportunities? I mean, obviously, you're expanding your workforce uh, in India. I guess a significant portion of that would also be serving your global customers. Maybe you can talk about your overall remit in terms of your uh, uh, team building here in India. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that we want to do is we want to be closer to the customer. So uh, we are starting to set up go-to-market teams in region, right? Mm -hmm. So we have folks based in Bangalore, Chennai, Mumbai, Delhi, NCR, etc. And in terms of the kind of growth that we want to have to accomplish, one of the things that we're really doubling down today is building our channel and partner ecosystem in the country, right? We're starting to partner with the likes of AWS. We're starting to partner with local resellers, global SIs, because they are the ones who are taking us into these organizations, right? Because they're closer to their customers and when... A lot of these organizations are digitally transforming. Uh, they take us into these organizations. We are starting to see a lot of interest uh, and traction, pipeline build in these kind of organizations. The other big focus area for me is we are also starting to see a lot of traction in the public sector and government space, mm. right? Uh, uh, with Digital India, we are starting to see a lot of ministries and government departments want to digitize. They want to empower citizens. They they want to have. Uh, grievance redressal portals uh, that imp- that the citizens can uh, engage uh, with government institutions through, right And we have set up a public sector team as well and we are starting to see a lot of traction in in that particular space.
1: with the with the government uh, uh, sector opportunities, uh, give us one or two examples of the kind of areas you know, the projects of the government uh, is working on, etc, where you think uh, you have a big opportunity.
0: So uh, a lot of government bodies are going through the space of digital transformation, right? They want their citizens to engage with them better and faster in channels of their choice. We're starting to see a lot of conversational WhatsApp in this specific segment, right? And one of the important things to sell into government is to be empaneled on the government e-marketplace, right? Mm. And uh, Freshworks very recently has been empaneled on GEM and from a go to market motion like i said we've set up uh, a public sector pod to be very focused on that segment right and we're also partnering with the likes of aws to take us into uh, garment opportunities across the country
1: if you step back a bit and uh, look at the the ecosystem uh, more specifically the saas ecosystem can you talk about uh, you know alongside your company's growth what are some of the interesting trends uh, that you see which you think will become big Uh, in the coming quarters and years
0: yeah see one very clear trend that we're seeing in the SaaS space is right if I have to kind of take a step back there are broadly three kinds of SaaS organizations that we see right Mm -hmm. Uh, SaaS companies that are into horizontal business applications the likes of Freshworks, Zoho, Clevertap etc we are also starting to see a lot of infra-based SaaS companies, right, mm. which are into cybersecurity, DevOps, DevTools, the likes of Postman, BrowserStack. Mm. And third that I see is the vertical-based SaaS organizations, right, that are very focused on a specific vertical, uh, the the, the Amagi's of the world, right? right. Uh, so, and what is happening is there is incredible traction in all of these three uh, segments. So we're starting to see, a lot of playbooks getting created, right? There is not just one cookie cutter playbook that organizations use because mm. there are organizations that serve global markets. There are organizations that serve India. There are organizations that, that sell into the SMB. There are organizations that cater to enterprise, right? So we are starting to see a lot of playbooks getting built in India selling globally, mm. right? And the muzzle memory that the Indian SaaS companies lacked A few years back, we are starting to build that muscle memory here. Mm. And one very heartening trend is that we are starting to see a lot of of employees of these organizations, like Freshworks and Zoho and Charge, we go on to become founders of newer SaaS organizations, right? That's a very, very interesting trend. And that is kind of spawned off a huge revolution uh, itself.
1: Mm. Mm. And uh, today there's a sense that... uh, Uh, especially in sectors like SaaS, uh, you're not uh, seeing more Me Too attempts, but you're actually seeing uh, original ideas and startups come up. And you mentioned some of these, Postman definitely keeps getting mentioned quite a bit. Um, So is is that a sort of a growing trend? Uh, What's kind of feeding that trend?
0: No, I think it is just absolutely, A Postman is a category creator in the space, right? And what we are seeing is the kind of, Talent that we have in the company, the kind of product, world-class product management talent that you are starting to see evolve in the Indian ecosystem is kind of helping build those kind of products in the ecosystem. Mm. And specifically, one of the reasons why that is happening is the fact that there is a lot of muzzle memory that is gotten into the ecosystem at this point. We are starting to see, like, for example, with Freshworks itself, we have we've seen companies like Everstage or Rocket Lane. Uh, where ex-Freshworks employees have gone on to start these organizations, mm-hmm. right? And it is no longer a, a case of me too, because we're starting to see a lot of innovation. We are starting to see all kinds of SaaS industries across verticals, across products, across horizontals. Mm. And uh, that that trend is
1: is going to only really grow as we go along. Historically, there's this sense that uh, Indian companies, especially the smaller companies, and also even the larger conglomerates are Conservative when it comes to uh, I mean quote unquote conservative when it comes to buying technology, especially if it's coming from a startup. At a very broad level, do you see that changing? Are people more welcoming of uh, a new, sophisticated technology from companies like Freshworks and others? Absolutely,
0: yes. I mean, this this has was a gradual transition, but the last couple of years with the pandemic, it has just accelerated this entire shift manifold, right? Because Even smaller organizations today have to be tech-enabled to Mm -hmm. serve their customers, right? And when you want to get more done with less, tech is the way to go. That's that's the partnership with Shopify that I alluded to earlier, right? Where merchants on the Shopify platform can engage with their customers in a very conversational way in channels of their choice and be very personalized in their reach-outs as well right? And they don't have to spend a ton of money. The the entry barriers are extremely low, right? They don't need an army of consultants and and developers to set up the system. It is just getting on the Shopify marketplace, getting on Freshworks and starting to make this happen.
1: And uh, I always like to ask every opportunity I get anytime with any senior industry person, what do you feel is still missing in, in the SaaS ecosystem in India? See,
0: the one thing that is a big challenge, not just for smaller SaaS companies, but across is the is a significant gap in talent demand versus supply, right? While we are starting to see a lot of muscle memory build, we are starting to see a lot of engineers and product managers. I think the growth or the explosion, uh, we will need a lot more. And that is one big challenge. Uh, and especially in today's climate, it is also an opportunity for certain organizations, right? Because there are, there are organizations with money in the bank Now is the time, given that there is inflation, there is talk of a slowdown and things like that. Now is the time for some of the SaaS companies that are hyper-focused on what they want to do to go get world-class product managers, engineers, DevOps folks into their organizations. Mm. So Mm. the one big challenge that we see is that. The other challenge specifically in the Freshworks context is When there is just this plethora of opportunities that we see, right? Mm. Uh, Me as a business leader for India, I'm seeing huge opportunities in public sector. I'm seeing opportunities in MSMEs. I'm seeing opportunities in digital natives. How do I really prioritize? Given that bandwidth is finite, I want to know how can I prioritize to ensure that I'm being hyper-focused. We don't want to boil the ocean. Mm. Like I alluded to being self-aware and having a very clear strategy, and clarity of where we want to go when that's critical right so that's something that we constantly think about on where we want to focus our efforts on mm.
1: i mean i know that uh, serious core project uh, product features etc may be confidential until you release them can you give us a sense of some of the interesting projects that you're working on especially if it's with respect to chasing some of these opportunities that you've been talking about yeah
0: so one thing, like I said, that we're very, very focused on and very bullish about is the unified customer record or the customer data platform, as we call it. Mm. And every organization talks about a 360 degree view of the customer. But what is unique to Freshworks and what differentiates us is that we have built it ground up. It is native. There is that one platform that powers uh, offerings across sales, marketing, support, etc. And we're starting to see a lot of traction and resonance with organizations across the spectrum for this particular view, mm. right? Because everybody, they want to be closer to their customers. They want to serve customers and channels of their choice. They want to be very relevant and contextual in their customer conversations in a very conversational manner. And that is why we're very, very bullish on, right? And it is important for us to get the messaging across to organizations in a way that is contextual and relevant. And that's what we focused on.
1: I went to ask earlier, in fact, about when you're talking about the Indian customers, uh, today in your conversations with them, what are they telling you about how they're addressing the current uh, global economic slowdown? Uh, what is What are some of the biggest challenges that they're facing where you are relevant? Uh, what are they thinking about in terms of their tech spending strategies? What are you hearing as of now?
0: Yeah, no, I think it is undeniable that a certain degree of caution has settled. Right. And a lot of organizations have gone back to the drawing board and are looking at the cost structures. Right, And very recently, I was talking to the CFO of, of one of our customers. And while he was he and his team were doing the audit of uh, the SaaS footprint in his organizations, they realized that they were working with 7080 SaaS products. Right, uh, And they also realized, unfortunately, that a lot of them were not being utilized, right? So it is a period of consolidation. So there are always organizations go through a period of expansion, there's a period of consolidation. During expansion, you just want to get the job done, right? So there are teams that they want to get on, try out something, they just get a software product, but then people forget, they don't use it, but they don't necessarily they, they continue to pay for it, right? Mm. So there's a period of consolidation that is happening. And the other most important thing that we're seeing is the cost of customer acquisition is always higher than the cost of retention and expansion, right? And when you don't want to burn a lot of money acquiring customers, you want to take care of your existing customers well, and you want to grow and expand into the, into the mm. current base. And that's where Freshworks be- becomes critical, because we, our mission, very simply put, is to enable businesses to delight their customers, and through our platform, they'll are able to serve their customers better, and they're starting to see a lot of expansion in their current uh, customer base itself.
1: And within the SaaS industry itself, I mean, just as a sort of a contrast comparison, uh, typically in the industry, uh, what proportion of uh, uh, sales every year comes from existing customers? And and then what what do you depend on new customers for? I mean, I would imagine that you would like to get as many new customers as possible. That said, what are the kinds of norms that you're seeing across different companies in the industry?
0: So I think uh, that ratio varies uh, depending on what stage you are. Right. Uh, today, at from a freshwork standpoint, we work with sixty thousand plus customers, and a significant portion of it comes from an install base. Right. Uh, while I may not be able to get into the numbers at this point, but if you have to grow in uh, a very capital efficient way, one of the most important metrics that we track is uh, dollar based net retention, which is the expansion in revenue in your existing customer base. Right. A cohort of customers how much they were paying Freshworks a year ago to what they're paying now, right? And we have a very healthy uh, net retention rate at this point.
1: Fair enough. Um, okay, kind of a standard question as we start to wrap up. Um, over the next 12, 18 months, uh, from your perspective, uh, what are your biggest uh, priorities, I mean, specific to you and your teams in India?
0: Yeah. One is hiring great talent. Uh, that, that's that's table stakes. Second is ensuring that we are able to kind of take our messaging of the unified customer view of the customer to, to, to the market, doubling down uh, in a very significant way in evolving and expanding our channel and partner ecosystem. And last but not the least, uh, make significant inroads in the government segment.
1: Excellent, very nice uh, quick update. Uh... Quite cogent, uh, Karthik. Thank you so much again for making time for this. Definitely hope to keep the conversation going, sir. Thank you, Hari. Appreciate it. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.